Welcome back to another fun-filled episode of BS Reactor, where we talk about stuff we couldn't get other people in our lives to chat with us about. In this week's conversation, we're starting our chat about the 2018 surreal comedy drama art film, Sorry to Bother You. Make sure to check out the film before listening if you care about spoilers, because, as always, we're going to be using spoilers and profanity to get our points across. Also, check out our warm-up for the film if you want to listen to our full conversation. And thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to BSR. Today, we're going to be talking about a very great movie called Sorry to Bother You. Today, we have Jasmine and Isaac. And my name is Patrick. Today, we want to talk about. Can you stop? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually pretty creepy. Sorry, I appreciate my, my voice. I was about, if you were going to go it, the other the, way, I would have been like, my name's Pat. <laughs> Hi. Hello. My name is Ezekiel. <laughs> no. But if you wonder what I do, I was using my uh, fake voice as the point of the whole story of. Uh, I don't think that verse would have worked. <laughs> I think half the void I just of want the, you to know but. half of it. Yeah. Hi, everybody. No. No. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. That's kind of how I do it a lot. So this is the podcast for Sorry to Bother You, a 2018 film, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Directed by Boots Riley through Annapurna Pictures. He wrote the script forever ago and then released it at Sundance after he won some sort of like Sundance directors thing. Mm-hmm. But he also did a bunch of work with a music group called The Coup. Um, mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Check it out. It's like... 90s kind of feel. Mm. Uh, this movie basically stars <laughs> Keith Stanfield, mm-hmm. yep. Tessa Thompson, mm-hmm. uh, Danny Glover, Steven Yen, Army Hammer. Yes, who plays a role that, if you know what happens to Army, <laughs> Army <laughs> Hammer does now, makes perfect sense. It really does, yeah. Makes perfect sense. I was like, my friend, I saw him on the screen. I turned to my wife and said, no yeah, wonder no, he gets such a good job know, in this job. Right. No wonder he gets a good job in this. Yeah. So it was a bunch of other people in this movie. Omar Hedrick. Mm-hmm. Is it, for us, we know him from the movie Spell. Uh-huh. But we he's, get, he's it getting, is him, isn't it? Yep. Oh, oh Omar Hardwick, maybe? That's Hardwick, yeah. Hardwick, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Yep. And then the, uh, what's the guy who that was big in old train spike no the um <laughs> um coming to america too where he was the son that guy's oh, in this yeah him i, I don't know, know his name but i don't know yeah, he, yeah. i don't know so yeah like he's stanfield i know him from atlanta mostly mm-hmm. he was also in judas and the black messiah a bunch of other he's in get out wait he's in get out he is yeah he's the black guy at the beginning who got captured and he's the one who tells him get out at the party oh, no you're right you're right you're right that right. was him yeah. The Keith Stanford was also in um Yeah, Judas and Black Messiah. That's a movie yeah. he was nominated that, that for Academy Award. Yeah, that was a good one. Which they screwed him over because they put him in the same category as Daniel Kugla. And so basically they counseled each other out and Daniel Kugla won the award for it. But it was one of those ones where Daniel Kugla should have been in best supporting actor, not actor. But this movie cost three point two million to make. <laughs> yep, it's three point five million, oh, thank you. Sorry, three point five. Annapurna, when they saw him at Sundance, actually said, Here's a bunch of money to do some reshoots because parts of it were kind of rough so <laughs> yeah <laughs> well that's what we send them to these things no, for no, it's, right, yeah. <laughs> oh he's also nice out yes he was a nice out selma yeah. mm-hmm 
And he's in the new movie. Yasuke? Yeah, he's in yeah. the new, new movie that just came out. Actually, the Haunted it, Mansion. Like the only reason that I would see Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Also. Oh, The Harder um, They Fall. Have you guys seen that one? Mm-mm. It's that Western that had him. Guy wait, 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 wait. I think it, I might have. Was it on King? like Netflix or something? Yeah, him, yeah I did King, see that. Yes. And- mm-hmm. Oh my god, the good looking dude. Idris uh, Elba. It, yeah. Let's see who else. Uh Tessa Thompson's been in a bunch of Marvel movies as Valkyrie. Is, yeah. is that Valkyrie? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So Creed, the Creed movies. She was she was in Creed. Um she also did Dear White People. Yep, Dear yeah, White she People. Was in that. Mm-hmm. Passing, where mm-hmm. she played a black woman passing. Yeah. Passing then, is a word meaning that black people are light enough to pass as being white and no one knew it. Let's see who else. Uh Stephen Young, Oscar nominated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most people know him as uh, Glenn mean, from The Walking Dead. Glenn from Walking Dead. You mean the guy who should have won the Oscar over Anthony? Hopkins. I love me some Anthony Hopkins, but come mm-hmm. on. Steven Yeun should have won that year. Sorry. Oh, yeah. He's I also know. in Burning, which is really good. Yeah. yeah. I know you've seen that. Mm-hmm. He's a voice of Invincible. Oh, yeah, he is, isn't he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we already talked about Army Hammer, but also doing the voices on this is David Cross, yep. Patton Oswald, and Lily James with a brief cameo by Rosario Dawson as an elevator. Yep. What? Yeah. yeah. She's, <laughs> ele- she's a woman in the elevator when he's on the elevator. And she's oh, my God. Yeah, I was her. so <laughs> sitting there like, who is yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. I had to look it up too because when I was watching, I was like, that voice sounds so familiar. Right. Mm-hmm. And I just, I couldn't place it. Okay. Yeah. So initially, Donald Glover was going to play Cash in this, the main character. Mm. Totally makes sense. But he went on to do Lando in Solo, a Star Wars story. So I'm not sure where he well, ended up on that. Well, <laughs> he's getting the, they're making the movie. Uh, they're making movie. Lando. Okay. Yeah. He did a right movie or yeah, series. Okay. They keep <laughs> going back and forth between what they're doing. Okay. Because, and that's one of those ones that I actually said they're actually going to do, but they're waiting on Donald Glover to not be busy. Basically. <laughs> that, that's yeah, literally right? what yeah. the people at Disney said. They're like, mm-hmm. but we're what doing is it. He we're doing? just waiting for him. It's kind of, they're like, it's kind of his <laughs> no, fault. That makes sense. So he suggested his co-star in Atlanta, Lucky Stanfield, who plays Darius on there, who is hilarious. Wait, you, you said you hadn't, Pat. No, I haven't, I haven't okay, watched it yet. Right. Yeah, who, that's most of the cast. Who yeah. other, who <laughs> other co-star is David Tyree, who is also at Academy Award nominated person this <laughs> yeah. year for a movie he did on it. Like, uh-huh. Atlanta is just pooping out great actors. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just, it's definitely giving them exposure yes. to, mm-hmm. like, great people that should have which work is, anyway. So, like, yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is just how it should be. But that's, that's another <laughs> subject for another time. For sure. So it also has Rotten Tomatoes score of 83%, which it earns. Mm-hmm. Audience scores around 70, but I'm suspecting there's some trolling in there because mm-hmm. of the subject matter. So yeah. yeah, subject matter is about, you know, black people getting screwed over by the society and other I mean, reasons. I think the overarching theme is more so capitalism. Yeah, but, capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> and Boots Riley is very out that he's a member of the American Communist Party. Oh, yeah. So there's also that. You give me so much shit about propaganda <laughs> <laughs> and then here we go. It was just because the last two I picked were about. Oh damn, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> these last two I picked were about were pretty much anti-capitalism yeah. movies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, I love money. I thought you just picked them because they were black, but you know. (laughs) I know what? I did pick them because they were black and mind-bending, but now that I realize they're black, mind-bending, and had pretty much the same. Same thing. (laughs) Same uh, theme. Commentary, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Maybe I subconsciously like, yeah. (laughs) Maybe deep down, (laughs) the communism is getting to you. Are you a red? (laughs) Hell no, because communism never worked. But that's the size point. (laughs) USA. USA. As long as they give me some money. But, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so this movie did good, made a bunch of money. 18.2 yeah. mil worldwide. Uh-huh. About that. And of course, it streamed a lot too. People mm-hmm. are still talking about it. I um, gave it $5. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I actually saw this when it was in the theater right after it came out. Mm. I just thought, hey, this looks interesting, right? <laughs> yeah. 
yeah for sure was i wanted to see it when it came in theaters but once again it's at those times where theater prices being so expensive uh, i really yeah. really need to if i want to see a movie in theater it has to be one that is better in theaters than just right because i mean this movie obviously a lot of movies are better in theater i mean pretty much every movie is better in a theater than at home mm-hmm. but if i could somewhat get the same experience by same watching vibe, it yeah. at my house i'm not gonna watch a movie like this i could watch at my house uh-huh. but now if i want something like tenet or inception or avatar <laughs> i'm gonna watch that in theater sure, you know? yeah, i get that and for me a theater is just an excuse to get away from the rest of my life because if i'm <laughs> you know in my house i feel like i have to multitask or speed the video up mm. or something else but if i'm in a theater it's a dark room i gotta stare straight ahead for anything that makes sense <laughs> yeah. you know it's relaxing even if it's a horror movie Keeps so the voices <laughs> out of your head right another thing about this the same stuff that we've reviewed um searching came out the same week as this oh, oh. did it yeah so i actually saw them the same weekend <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was a wow that was a 2018 was a good year for was, films, uh, yeah. yeah that was a big uh i'm gonna say gully boy came out about the same time too so. which one was it gully boy oh damn yeah, that's so. like a big emotional swing for you yeah <laughs> All right. So any other commentary before we get into this thing? Yeah. Only nah, because, I mean, a lot of commentary is going to happen at the end of the movie. Yeah. We talk about the themes of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did actually think for a second that I had seen this, like I mentioned earlier, I think I thought this was more so in the vein of Dear White People, just yeah. sort of more of a commentary on um, telemarketing. And I was wrong. Just wanted mm-hmm. to lead with that. <laughs> And I will say it had about 100% more horse penises in it than I thought. <laughs> a thousand percent for me. Yeah. I, I did not see that in the trailer for it was nope, there. Nope, so. nope. nope. And you guys will know what we're talking about when we get when to we it get later. There, yeah. <laughs> and they were just, oh, they were just fucking big too. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Because well, I still a, see it in my dreams. I still see it in my dreams at night. <laughs> This one, I looked at reviews afterwards just, mm-hmm. just to kind of get a feel for like the feel in it. And I feel like the black reviewers that I listened to on this were way more brutal on this film than the white reviewers. <laughs> so oh, really? I was like, what is going on here? Because mm-hmm. it was, I wasn't expecting that. Maybe because they think because they need to be tougher on it. Maybe. To be, you know, I don't know. And also like Afrofuturism, we were talking about this off mic, mm-hmm. is sort of an emerging field in terms of cinema. And there isn't really a lot of black directors that'll do like the, I don't know, this is an art film. Like a lot, yeah. like an mm-hmm. indie art film. It is. There isn't really like a Wes Anderson of black cinema right now. No. The right? closest would be this guy right here or shit, Jordan Peele. Yeah. Jordan in Peele terms Peele. of, yeah, specifically this genre. Yeah. But like, I don't know. What was the guy that did Mother Exclamation Point? Oh. Uh, that guy. Arlen, Aronofsky. Ar- Aronofsky. Yeah, yeah. There isn't like really a correlate for yeah. black cinema. In yeah, no. Because <laughs> we don't have many. I mean, I can name on barely a hand the amount of well-known black directors. Mm-hmm. And one of them's dead. John Singleton. (laughs) Oh, right. John Singleton, Spike Jones, Spike Jones, sorry, Spike Lee. I apologize, Spike. (laughs) Spike Lee, Ava DuVernay, Black Panther director. Shit, what's his name? Kugler? Yes, Ryan Kugler. Kugler, And um, Jordan Peele. That's it. Dear white people, who would be directed that one? Uh, okay, all right. I yeah. don't know. Anyway, so but yeah, there needs like, to be more black directors. Yeah, like <laughs> the ones it, they'll hopefully be coming out, but still, it's like yeah. It's and, the, a, and the writer strike is going on for us right now, so maybe mm-hmm. a bit before we get like really anything down the yeah, pike. for real. So other directors on strike too. I imagine there's some solidarity yeah. between the groups because I noticed the actors and the writers are on strike, but the directors are in a different. Mm-hmm. And it is the Writers Guild of America, and yeah, the American Actors Guild. So I would imagine. And we're getting a lot of foreign films for a little bit. <laughs> well, the edit too, I guess too, is also there's some direct, like you said, there's some directors who are actors. Like you'll get someone like Ben Affleck or yeah, uh, yeah. 
shit that do with their hair. And lots of people have hair. Yeah, I know. I was gonna say that is that's not why I said that. That's why I said that. So I was hoping y'all would like y'all would have said someone. I'd be like, yeah, that's uh, that person. Spike Jones. Does he have hair still? <laughs> Wes Anderson. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah that guy. Right. Good times. I I'm hoping that uh, the strike and kind of the law gives people that wouldn't necessarily have a chance to make movies to put movies out and they'll get to see some interesting. I stuff. mean, just pay these people. Yeah, for real. For what they do. Although looking at the list of canceled movies last week everything was like a sequel yeah. or like a tie-in or whatever so i'm a little bit like okay some maybe of the stuff, some, break would be nice. some of stuff like, i was like okay as much as i don't like the writers getting screwed i'm also like maybe we can push back all the marvel movies maybe <laughs> yeah. i don't need to deal with that again. i'm glad that the next <laughs> dc crap ain't gonna come out till wow yeah although hmm. apparently gal gadot's coming back as wonder woman oh, okay. she said that oh, james gunn has told her they're gonna do another wonder woman all right, all right. We'll i mean i trust james gunn you know because of the specials mostly <laughs> guardians <laughs> was really good <laughs> it was really good it was really good with that made me fucking cry mm-hmm. i didn't think i will cry over a fucking <laughs> a cgi raccoon i haven't seen it yet oh, oh you haven't oh it's, it's, have you seen the comic we three no no okay all right. i don't think so there's an homage to that and it's mm-hmm. tragic so well it's currently on disney plus now is it <laughs> yes it oh, came okay, on disney cool. plus on friday well, of our time so going back to this movie about yes, black and indeed. black people yep <laughs> Because this one, this one, and then (laughs) the next one. Is the next one coming out? The other one I did. Oh, us. Yeah, yeah, it'll be out. Okay, before yeah. This. So yeah. we did a thing because we went through like six, seven movies where like no black people in any of our. It was weird. Okay, yeah. kind of so, weird. So I was like, one nope. of mine was animated. Yeah. but you so, know. So I was like, <laughs> you know what? I said, don't worry. When my picks come up, it's gonna be yeah. blackity black. Uh huh. There's so black, so much blackies. <laughs> All right. So this one, you want to tell us a synopsis of this movie? Sure. Yeah. So well, um, you can really outside the fact of I think just t- saying what the <laughs> first scene is kind of yeah. gives you the synopsis that's on the trailers right yeah it starts off cash is applying for a job at a telemarketing firm mm. and he is trying to make a good impression he brings in like a trophy <laughs> and like a and a play of the month plaque or which, whatever which he just <laughs> like who totally does made it did, uh-huh. wait, did he make it or he took it from someone? He made it. He yeah, had to create it. Yeah. Well, you find out later, but anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyways, it's like, I did all these things. I was employee of the month. I worked here and here I and here this and bank. here. I did that. Da, da, da. And there's this white guy that's sort of sullen mm-hmm. and like, oh, okay, sure, whatever. It's too bad that <laughs> I worked at the bank that you said you worked at and you didn't fucking work there. Yeah. He's like, I, re- I was a <laughs> branch manager. <laughs> and, and, and your reference for the per- <laughs> for working at this other restaurant was he your friend Sal, here. who was <laughs> Right there, it's right there, and then Sal knocks at the window. And was like, hey. <laughs> he goes, are, and these are and I know it's him because because he's on his message. It said, "I'm Sal, bitches." <laughs> yeah, yep. for future reference, not something you you want to make sure you got that. If you gonna go this route, make sure you got <laughs> right. your ducks in a row. Come on now, but yeah, it's, but it's a call center, and like, yes, if you can read and put a sentence together, They're, you're hired, and don't look like you're immediately going to stab someone, they'll hire you. Yeah, and the guy, and the guy, right. the guy really said, he goes, I don't care that you lie. It's the fact that you made the effort, meaning that you'll make <laughs> right. an effort to call these people. Uh-huh. So I'll give and you the job. <laughs> honestly, lying is probably a better yeah. resume or anything else than he says, no matter what you do, just stick to the script. Right. That's the thing they keep repeating mm-hmm. in this office. Stits. What is it called? Yeah. S-T-T-S. Yes. Stits. Or however you want to pronounce it. <laughs> that one, so yeah. So the description of the movie just generally is a guy yeah. working at a call center. He needs money. Sure. Go. Right. Yeah. And then she it happens right <laughs> so next scene he's in bed with his girlfriend who's named detroit because her parents wanted an american name yeah what's more american than detroit sure, yes <laughs> i've been trying to 
paste Tessa Thompson's character because that that's who's playing this. Mm-hmm. But like, is she like, is she rich? I, so, okay, so this is the thing. in my notes, I put down what does Detroit represent? Because every time mm-hmm. you see her, she has different earrings on that have a message, uh-huh. and they're like her clothes too, and her clothes, and they're very different. What one was like Black Power, and the other one was like Shona, or like it just like very yeah, like murder, 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 kill, kill, kill. Yeah, and they're just like where is she getting these? And she she's she makes them, them she's, yeah. Yeah, she she's makes them, them and stuff, and she is working as a what? She's a an sign artist, twirler. Sign twirler. Yeah, she works at the call center for a little bit yeah I mean, she's like she's a apparently a well-known artist enough that she got her own yeah. art show she has enough money to rent out space yes. for a gallery opening yes. and also towards the end of the movie i'm assuming they're at her apartment because he's like yeah. undressing to a certain extent but it's a nice apartment <laughs> like it's a really well, nice apartment they're in his apartment first and when he right now they're in his apartment that is his uncle's garage, garage. yeah and they're about to get it yeah, in, we'll get there, yeah. and then it automatically <laughs> just opens somehow and right. people are so, out there yeah. laughing at him i mean that's the rest of the scene he's yeah. making out with her and, and he's like do you ever think about dying it yeah. goes into this long thing about like the when the sun burns and, out yeah. and like when our families apply. I think you actually brought this up when the Mr. Yeah. Nobody thing is like does any of this matter yeah. and she's like shut the fuck up yeah right. you know, my, my thing was that it is weird that most people because everyone else is like well what they did this and I'm like no 99% of people there's gonna be at some point in the future that no one's going to remember them at all mm-hmm. yeah. basically like Coco like that guy if you've seen Coco that guy in Coco who they were talking to in the afterlife and he was sitting there and all of a sudden he just disappeared. Goes, poof. Yeah, that guy. Eventually we're all going to be like that because eventually people are going to get to a point no one's going to be alive to remember who you were mm-hmm. even if it's just like oh, that's my great, 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 great mm-hmm. grandfather Patrick. Right, yeah. No one's going to remember that. So yeah. And leave it to Pixar to destroy us in the emotions. Oh God, yeah. That yeah. fucking <laughs> so cry. So I anyways, watch that movie if so ever because I don't want to yeah. cry at the end. It's such mm-hmm. a good movie but I don't want to cry. As we go through this I knew he was going to start there. Try, try to figure out what <laughs> Tessa's deal or Tessa's I, character, what Detroit's character is. Is she a rich kid? Is yeah, she, she, I don't. Is there always staying at his place? Joe's staying at her place. She's cool with just being, she's an artist, so she's like, okay, but she's cool with being a sign spinner, mm-hmm. but she has nice clothes on. Yeah. She has enough ability to make clothes and earrings. Mm-hmm. And when. Look pretty expensive to make. And when Danny Glover describes the white voice it kind of sounds like he's talking about her voice kind of a little bit because <laughs> she has a lot of confidence and stuff because yeah. it makes talk about is it like, mm-hmm. white man you go over and call it yeah yeah it and like you said she has that because they're in oakland oakland's not the most expensive city but still kind yeah, of expensive yeah. and where they're at she just has the ability to open up her own art show and that like place is packed too yeah i was like damn so she's known enough at least uh-huh and we'll get to that art show All though because right, yeah, yeah. that art show was weird i don't know what the hell that was supposed to be so they wake up talks about dying and then as they're starting to make out because she's trying to distract him yes. to keep him from talking the garage door opens like most guys to show right. you some boobies to show you're like what okay well they didn't even show her boobs but like you can there's some he sees them some side he sees them and then she's like i thought you said you fixed that and he was like oh just talking to my landlord you know <laughs> yeah that's my landlord about yeah. this <laughs> and then he turns on the tv as she's getting ready they have a worry free commercial <laughs> so what would you say worry free is a prison a prison <laughs> Yeah, it, like if everybody has a uniform on, you on bunk beds yes. with six other folks. They feed you, but it's 
prison food. Like all of it, mm-hmm. you ain't making no wages. You producing stuff. It's prison. Yeah. <laughs> it, it reminds me of a mix of Walmart and the people from Red Player One. The, oh, yeah. That place they worked at where everyone just works there and does everything in machines and that's it. Where the 66ers or whatever they're called mm-hmm. works. That's what that reminds me of. You're just there. And you can sell yourself to work there. Yeah. It, yeah indentured uh, servitude. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you sign a lifelong contract and they give you a place to live and food. And that's yeah. the deal. It kind of almost reminded me of either of you. Like, are you familiar with um, any of the like SM stuff, like SM Entertainment from like South Korea, mm-hmm. where they were like doing slave contracts? for? And I was like, you know, that sounds a lot like that. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I the honestly idol thought, contracts or whatever. I honestly thought you said s and I'm like, no, no. <laughs> yeah, a little different. Yeah. yeah, a little different. So he's getting ready to go to his first shift at this place, and yelling out the window is Terry Crews. <laughs> yes. Who is his <laughs> landlord? Right. Well, he's like, when are you going to have my money? And Cash is like, you know, the greed for you and your family <laughs> and trying to yeah. work off the backs of the working is like, I'm your fucking uncle, man. He goes, what are you have my damn? I mean, he said, I'm your uncle. I. Yeah. I laughed so hard. And he's like, I yeah. gave you that car too. And he's like, this is, is going to give it back. Yeah, like, you going to give it back? You going to give it back? That's what I thought. Exactly. <laughs> like, in his defense, it, it is a bucket. Well, it, it is a, a bucket. bucket. But guess yeah. what? That bucket. <laughs> but it's running. Got him from, so, you know, got him to work and back. Mm-hmm. 90% yes, of the time. <laughs> He's driving in, stops at the gas station. He's like, yeah, give me a 40 on two. And he drops 40 cents into the truck. I kid you not. I went... I, I looked and I was like, "Ain't no, you ain't even go get a drop." So I, I had to rewind <laughs> that part because I thought I heard something different. Uh-huh. It didn't compute in my head that he meant the guy thought he meant forty dollars, but really it was forty cents. Mm-hmm. And so I had to go back and think in my mind, like, "What? Who the hell would say it like?" This? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So he gets there. There's a golden elevator in front of him, and they're playing this like, kind of ethereal music while mm-hmm. they show the. And the the guy is like kind of giving us an intro to the thing. He's like, stick to the script. Maybe you'll be a power caller. And he's like, what's that? And it's like, and he points up. It's like, yeah, those are the people that make the real bucks. We've all gone through that spiel. It's like, if you mm-hmm. work hard enough, we'll give you. Please stay on the line for the next customer service representative. Representative, cust, cust, rep line, representative, rep, cust, rep, cust, rep, cust, rep, cust, rep, 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 cust, representative, representative, cust, representative, custative, custative, rep, rep, cust, rep, rep, cust, please, please, custative, representative, cust, rep, representative, representative, please, cust, rep, rep, cust, cust, please, please stay on the line, line for the next customer service representative. He's doing his first shift at the call center, which is Regal View. Yes. And see, they tell him to strip to the script. Maybe it'll be a power caller. His floor leader guy who is mm-hmm. like trying to get, to get them all together to give him a pep talk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah feel miserably. <laughs> and he comes in and starts talking about, what are you talking about? Like fucking bag and tag him. Oh, bagging and tagging <laughs> and talking mm-hmm. about corpses and shit. And then the guy who's <laughs> like, like, okay, I don't think we approved it. He's like, that metaphors. wasn't approved at all. So <laughs> we get over there. And then they brought in like a new. Yeah. Diane D. Cherry. Yeah. And she is. <laughs> 
starts talking some corporate yeah, bargain like, crap. I know we're gonna make it. I haven't learned all your names yet, but we're a team. team. And this is together, your family. Like a family and blah yeah. blah. And then no, the guy, like I've heard this bullshit before. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. And the guy who uh, hired him is like looking at her like, what the fuck? I don't know about that. Yeah. yeah like what the hell? Yeah. Like he's kind of like he seemed like he's actually a cool dude. He's just like what the heck are you guys talking yeah. about? Yeah. And this is also when you meet his uh, friends. Coworker slash, mm-hmm. what's it you called? Squeeze or oh yeah, oh, yeah, squeeze. Happens. Yeah, squeeze. That happens. yeah, where he yeah he's not just he's his friend he's his coworker and like he's like oh level, I like you had some level, good questions about there I was like mm-hmm. you know like rival. how much are we getting paid or whatever yeah love rival yeah yeah, like yeah. which and like totally makes no damn sense not really sure, no. it makes no sense it's so stupid however yeah so like count. every time Cash calls someone he drops into their living room yes right which I, I thought that was an interesting I did I liked that that was yeah, cool. That was it was kind of cool. But like he calls the first person and like they're eating dinner and he's like, can I interest you in some stuff? And they hangs up mm. next person. They're like going at it. Like they're yeah, <laughs> the couple is just pounding it out or mm-hmm. whatever. They, they fuck it. And I'm thinking right, yeah. my wife and I looked at each other and said, that is totally uh, not Ain't true. nobody answering the phone. Exactly. Especially yeah. if you're going at it that hard, you ain't stopping answering the Unless phone. Unless it's like a thing for them. Right. Maybe I guess. Yeah. But if you're going that hard, you ain't stopping. Mm-hmm. Especially answering the phone that you don't even say hi to you just pick right, it up you and don't even know who it is yeah uh-huh. you just pick it up and just hear and then the last person he calls is this lady who is like we don't really have money right now and my husband's dying and he's like stick to the script it was like yeah. well uh we have a section of our encyclopedias that are about wellness and you get <laughs> and then she, you, this <laughs> man is dying of cancer yeah, yeah. <laughs> no you get she goes it's like does it have anything about a cure for cancer He's like, I don't think she asked that. Well, it, it was something like that. It was something. No, she just told him that but, he, her husband was dying of cancer, but he tried to relate it by sticking to the script to that whole wellness mm-hmm. thing. And he was saying that like, there are um, all sorts of strategies where you don't even have to go to the doctor. And I was like, really? That's what, that's what you, li-? I mean, that was a stretch, but I mean, he was, he was anyway, she hung up. He's pulling the strings. <laughs> Yeah. After that, they go to the club for a drink and he's like, I don't know if I can do this. This is like, it's not really what I want to do with my life. Do you ever feel like you're going to get stuck? And then he mentions these football players that he knew in high school mm-hmm. that just keep playing football. Just keep going. And they just like, join up and just talk to each other. And he's like, I don't want to get stuck like that. Did- I just now realized what they represented. Yeah. What you just said. Uh-huh. I have a thing in here. So what's the football players represent? And I was like, wait a minute. You just said it. It's him mm-hmm. getting stuck mm-hmm. in yeah. the past and uh-huh. not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. That was totally obvious. And I just now got it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And in the corner of the room after they're talking about this is the VIP room. <laughs> Which he hadn't noticed before. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of a parallel to the golden elevator. Yes. Right. And he's like, why well, haven't I ever noticed that before? And this like kind of celebrity goes in there and was like, hey, it's that guy from that show. And he's like, yeah, I hate that show. <laughs> <laughs> but they're still like, yeah, we saw celebrity. <laughs> So Cash is like, how do I get in there? And it's like, you just have to know the password. It's upskill elegance. It's always that. (laughs) So Cash goes in for a few minutes and it's like crazy crowded. People are like pushing up against them. And then someone spills his drink on him. He sits down between these two people and one's like a woman and one's like a guy. And they're kind of like making out slash not even paying attention to him. And then one of them hits him. He's just like, ah! And he comes like, he goes, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> he goes back out and sits down. He's like, that was great. It's like, I kind of get that. Clubs like that are horrible. Like, mm-hmm. they're not fun. But it's an experience, kind of. Maybe he did in some ways have fun with it. But he's definitely trying just to say to his friends, like, yeah, I'm VIP, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next day at work, Danny Glover tells Cash, you got to use your white voice. 
This is the first intro to this thing. Mm-hmm. And he's like doing the nasal thing, like, hello, this cast is great. Right. This is that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like not nasal, not like Will Smith white, but like it's the voice that white people think that they want to be like yeah. relaxed and calm. And uh, <laughs> white man arrogant. Not talk. a care yeah. in the world. Mm-hmm. Like your Lamborghini is parked outside. And then you hear Cash's white voice and he is voiced by the most white person I can think of. David Cross. <laughs> Nope. Who was in Arrested Development and a bunch of stuff on Mr. Show. Yeah. A bunch Alvin of comedies. And Chipmunk movies. Yep. Scary movie. And initially when they were trying to get this movie made, the director tried to send the script to Cross to be like, hey, can you read this? Let me know what you think. And David Cross was like, yeah, sure, I'll read it. And he had like no intention of reading it, but his staffer read it because mm-hmm. he was on vacation or whatever. And it was like, this is actually really good. You should read it. <laughs> so David Cross ended up reading it was like, hey, I, I really like that thing. You, sh- you should definitely do that. And then Boots Riley was like, can I tell people that you like it? So anyways, he's playing the white voice for the main character. Who is Danny Glover's white voice? People thought it was Steve Buscemi, but it's actually just their sound guy. Oh, okay. After this, they talk about the union stuff you mentioned. Yes. And Squeeze is like, hey, let's go get a drink. Maybe we can talk about this stuff. We shouldn't be talking about unions here. So Cash picks up Detroit, who's doing her sign twirling. Yep. And they talk at the bar about the things that people should appeal for. Livable wages, health care, and all the stuff we hear. Being able to to afford things. Mm -hmm. And apparently you find out that Squeeze's thing is that he goes town to town trying to create unions everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's like, is this his thing? Like, it's yeah. just, yeah. He's just enchanted. We got to help the workers unite. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing he's supposed to be Riley's surrogate. The director's surrogate. Yeah, maybe. Since he's all about communism and whatnot. No workers' rights. <laughs> yeah, but they, through the whole course of this movie, they kind of talk about the ups and downs of unions. Because, mm. like, they're getting the shit kicked out of themselves oh, when yeah. they're protesting. Yeah. They don't get all of the things they wanted. Right, Eagle no. View doesn't close at all. Did they get anything mm-hmm. they wanted? I don't know. They didn't really say. They got a union. That's about all. Yeah, I, that's... That is, yeah. That, that's all that's confirmed. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, okay, so tomorrow we're going to save phones down and then everyone's going to put their phones down. Oh, this is also to where Squeeze meets Detroit. Oh, yeah. And, and he, there's some like he's, tension there. And he right? starts being like, ooh, Hello. I like that chocolateness. Mm. <laughs> it's Tessa Thompson. So, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah right. obviously. Yeah. If it's Tessa Thompson, come on. <laughs> come on. You have to be dead not to think she looked good. Right. Cash starts making a bunch of sales using his white voice. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm really good at this. Racking this it up. This might be my thing. I can't believe I'm actually making a bunch of sales. They show a bunch of clips of him celebrating with the management of all the mm-hmm. sales he's made. But as he's doing like closing yet another sale, Squeeze stands up and is like, phone's down. And before this, one of his friends is like, what are we going to say? Like, what do we do before yeah. before he says like, fuck you, pay me. Yeah. <laughs> and then what are we going to do? And he's like, I got all kinds of weapons. Yeah. I got weapons all Squeeze over is place. like, oh, it's important, but it's like, it's not that important. <laughs> He, we all got friends like that. He's like, he's like, I've been, he's like, I've been planting stuff around here ever since I started working here. He blows his like, okay. Right? I guess he talks them out of it because they put their phones down and they go on strike and the management is like, fuck you, fuck you. Yeah. Like, you're really mad you, at them. Fuck you. And then he all goes, they did though was they just, all the three managers walked into the office and closed the door. Uh-huh. I was yeah. expecting, I guess, more of a response, especially well, after he's been closing all these sales and then his only reward at that point was, okay, so I'm going to need you to close even more. 
like more an hour if yeah. you could. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and imagine then, near that. And then they're like, okay, we're in there. And then they're like, everyone stand up. He's like, all right, get cash in here. And so cash comes in there thinking. It's like, like, oh, they're going to fire me. Like, yeah. gonna, they're right. fire me. I'm going to tell you some stuff. So fuck you. <laughs> yeah, right. He's, so like, yeah, he's like telling everyone them. And then right. they give him exceptional news. Yeah, but it's like, well, we're not firing you. We're promoting you. You're a You're going power to the top. now, right? Yeah. So he's made enough sales that he qualifies for this thing where he gets to ride the golden elevator up. And they start giving him champagne and they're going crazy. He's like, oh, crap, am I doing this? He's like, should I do this? Because am I going against the union? It's like the guys are like, no, you still support them. But this is you. This is mm-hmm. your thing. Which I'm kind of thinking the same thing. I'm like, I'm with the union. But at the same time, I'm like, dude, I got to th- get paid too, right? He earned the promotion. So it wasn't like they just gave it to him to give it to him. He actually earned it. Or they did it to break up that solidarity within the union. You, you know, hey, it's no, possible. Right? Hey, either either is things, valid. Those aren't mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. They're growing up in the elevator. Rosario Dawson's voice is going on. They have to type in this insanely long code <laughs> to go up. Doesn't even seem real. No. Yeah. And she goes, oh, wait. And she had like, she has to turn it around too, like yeah. turn the paper around. Uh-huh. And the whole time she's doing it, the white woman, <laughs> what's her name again? The voice is like, you are in your sexual pride. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, are you breeding animals? Like, what? Well, what is going on in this? Who's, who's the girl's name? Rosario Dawson. No, not her. The, oh, uh, you mean the manager person uh, that's Diane in there? Boucher. The, like, yeah. yeah. The whole time she, she's in there, she's she like, was ready to like go at him at any yeah, moment. Oh, yeah. She's going to like just say, oh, before we I'm go, I'm pretty sure she was zip. smelling him the entire time. Like, she's like, mm-hmm. I thought she was like, yo, zip down. Let me just start sucking it or something. I don't know. She was really. Yeah, she was definitely getting in there. Yeah. Her sexualness was going off. Cash gets to the top of the elevator and is greeted by Omari Hardwick. Mr. Mr. Bleep. They always bleep his name yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> I never got that, but yeah. I don't understand that He has an eye patch. I wonder that, what happened I think there. that was just them trying to be extra. He, he has an eye patch and a bowler hat on. Mm-hmm. So yes. it's like... And his facial hair. but Yeah, he had like an old mutton chop thing <laughs> from like, like eight, he had a beard, 1870s, yeah. But he cut the beard off at like the smile. Yeah. Yeah, like everything else down below that is no hair. And his voice is Pat. His, his white Pat voice Noswald. is yeah. Pat Oswald. And the first thing he says is like, white voices at all time. We sell power. And he's like, so you do tell him marketing to sell slaves and weapons to people <laughs> yeah. and he's like oh you you got it <laughs> so their biggest client is worry free from the commercial mm-hmm. from earlier and to me everyone there is just minions kind of yeah i don't know if there's an homage there i mean the minions are just nope they're basically peons they don't matter right so he goes in does this sort of thing and he's like i'm not sure i want to do this i feel like i'm selling out like, all these people are like fighting against these things and then mr bleep shows him how much money he's going to be making Mm-hmm. He's like, well, I gotta buy me some suits. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, his attitude just completely like Goodwill changed. suit or something? I assume that he borrowed it from yeah. someone. Maybe he just had it. But yeah. it's like, um, maybe I don't know, it looks real 90s. It's gingham pattern. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. And he just starts going and selling, and the whole time they're doing this, they're going on strike, and uh-huh. he crosses the picket line to go up to his job, and they have, like, special security guys come in. To- yeah. Looks like People a SWAT team. Yeah, honestly. straight up. Yeah. Was it Black Rider or Black, whatever they're called. They're trying to make an homage to Blackwater. Yeah, Blackwater, that's it. They come up in there and then just a bunch of 
montage of him selling and making money. Now he's no longer mm-hmm. living in his uncle's garage. garage. Now he's having his yeah. own nice. There's, there's sort of a mid thing in there yeah. where he's supposed to pick up Detroit. Oh yeah, but he has to work the whole night at mm-hmm. his power collar job. Squeeze stops by the union guy, and he was like, "Hey, do you need a ride?" And it was at this point where he mentioned that he was part of the sign twirlers union yes. in LA or something. He did do a little, did a little showing off. That was more showing off. That dude fucking no, it was showing off because later on he asked her how does it work with you and cash which honestly okay hearing that as a woman i was like oh so you're trying to see what's going on between them and if you could fit in there anyway yeah mm-hmm. that's what i thought too yeah, yeah. but he's like oh yeah i was doing this amazing twirling stuff yeah and i'm thinking to myself i'm like dude they're showing off and then there's whipping your dick out and saying hey mm-hmm. that's how long i is <laughs> how big i that's basically what he did with that i mean he had to show what he got first <laughs> hey hey that's how you there, do there it. was no literal dick showing everyone well not at this point. Not till later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, about uh, yes. anyway, she she uh, tells him, you know, Cash is on his way. Uh, unfortunately, he was not, and yep. I think she got picked up by a friend. Girlfriend, yeah. yeah. Cash finally finds her at her art gallery mm-hmm. and he's like, I have good news. I got promoted. And she's like, what do you guys actually sell up there? And he just sort of dodges the question. Yeah, he definitely does. And it's like, oh, baby, this is beautiful. And I'm like, and I'm like, nah, you think you slick. Yeah. For real. He's like, wow, those are big. And she's like, yeah, it's Africa. Africa. It's big. Yes. He's trying to like ask her, why did you pick Africa as, as a topic? And she's going on about stuff, but his vision is blurring. Mm-hmm. And like, and he's kind of reaching for the weed that she has. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, he has tunnel vision at that point. Mm-hmm. Don't she have her earrings? Good. Are her earrings Africa too? No. I think they were words, but I can't remember what they like, said. Like, literally, guys, mm-hmm. every time she's on camera, she has a different pair of earrings mm-hmm. that say something. Some message that I mean, I like pro- some of them. I mean, I mean, they look good, but I was like, it's weird that she has a message that is relevant at the time of her being in. Yeah. But whatever. I know mm-hmm. that's part of the movie. Let's see. So, they're hanging out at the exhibit. The next day, he goes to work in a suit. And the guys at the picket lines are like, why do you go in there? It's like, you're a sellout. Can't believe you're abandoning us. And he was like, I need money. My family needs money. My uncle's going to lose his apartment. You guys have your protest. I'm supporting you. But from, from the, the sidelines. Side right? Yeah. And then they get into this compliment war. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. I'm like. Where him and his friend Sal start talking about how much they like each other. And- <laughs> I wish this for you. I wish you the best. I wish you yeah. the best. You're the best. I love you. You're doing great. God damn, you're great. You're good. I hope you have a, a big come up. And yeah. You're smelling good today. What is that? It's like, it's my truly. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, you look beautiful. You look better looking than I do. I'm like, this, this is. Silly <laughs> Danny Glover steps between them. It's like, whoa, guys. Whoa. Yeah. But yeah, it's it sort of parallels that thing where like, you know, your friend is selling out. You don't want to be mean to them because you understand, but you still feel like you have to kind of get in their face about something. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I, I kind of get that. He's going up in the elevator. This time it's like, I hope you didn't masturbate today. We need all that energy <laughs> yes. for, for your thing. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> So he goes upstairs, makes this call to this Japanese guy to sell him basically slave labor to build cell phones. Yes. But the guy's on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> turns on the water jets yeah. in like mid sentence. The bidet water jets. Mm-hmm. And after this, they have that montage of him getting money because mm-hmm. he got an advance from all the sales that he's making. He buys a new car, gets a better apartment, TV, all that jazz. Yep. This is Uncle the Money. Yeah. You know, he's spreading his money around, but he's definitely getting stuff that makes his life more comfortable too. 
So right, of course. In the background, <laughs> there's a worry-free Cribs commercial, mm-hmm. which is like the MTV yeah. kind of situation. Which I can definitely tell this script was written in 2012 because, like, no one. I mean, many <laughs> people there like, for a bit. Who has now. seen an MTV Cribs episode recently? The, Not I. <laughs> I mean, I looked it up for a reference for this, but yeah, I mean, it's like I still remember it, but I'm also almost 40, so right, yeah, <laughs> same here. And then the other thing on the TV is a show called I Got the Shit Kicked Out of Me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't a, I don't understand. I mean, just, I think it's supposed to represent people go on game shows and would defile themselves and yeah, just to make money. Sort of a combination of like, I, I mean, know, I guess family food and jackass. Yeah. Imagine yeah, those Japanese shows that are just really weird. And you're like, why would you go on the show? Mm-hmm. And literally the show is, is it a woman or a guy? I can't remember. Who's Initially it was a, a lady that gets kicked, but yeah, yeah they, they swap back and forth. They swap back and forth. It's just, you just come on there and then you say something and you're like, okay, cool. Now we're going to kick your ass. And then it's just start beating the crap out of you mm-hmm. <laughs> on tv everyone's like yeah like Woo. okay and then the next thing on the tv is footage of the strike that's happening and squeezes up there be like yeah we want enough money to pay our rent and go uh-huh. to a doctor especially after you had a one-night stand <laughs> where you may have gotten chlamydia <laughs> or gonorrhea he just goes on for a while <laughs> and there's this awkward or any like, other pause. std yeah <laughs> pause that goes anyway, over the crowd f- yeah fuck regal view and like yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, he was getting awfully <laughs> Next up, yeah, there's a scene where he's like waking up with Detroit again, and she's like, I saw your TV debut because he crossed the picket lines. Is that when he got hit in the head? Not yet. Oh, no, wait, it was the second time. Yeah. The second time. Okay. Um, yeah, so she's like, I can't ride with you if you're going to go against this thing. And he's like, I'm finally doing something I'm good at. I'm finally getting money. Now you want to make me like call it off? Like, yeah. Why did you get me to quit a job I didn't care about? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Which I also kind of get like him quitting. Is he going to change anything? No. Or him going on strike with them because technically he's not on the same level as them. Yeah. But yeah. like, I get it, you mm-hmm. know, because like they want to feel like their protest actually means something mm-hmm. and seeing someone go against it yeah. is. Because realistically thinking about it, this business, it's not like it's a business that really matters. Mm-hmm. It's telemarketing. Like, yeah. I mean, the people matter, not the actual what they're selling. The service, yeah. right? There's this like kind of weird thing where they're fighting over the blankets. It's sort of like yeah. signal. their attention with each other and then she's like if you cross that picking line we're done yeah so he feels like he has to go to work he's walking in and this is when he gets hit in the head with a soda can (laughs) which it had to it i feel like it had to have been at least full but it didn't seem like that but whatever being like chucked in the head with a can of cola or something mm-hmm. I think they call what it. What did they call it? It was have a cola and smile bitch. Yes. Yeah. Because the yeah. woman through it said have a smile bitch. Yeah. And so he becomes infamous for that mm-hmm. and it goes all over viral. social media and yeah. viral everywhere. He didn't even know. And the rest of the movie he has a damn bandage on his head. Mm-hmm. From that one they, cola can. And it keeps bleeding. Yeah. It just keeps bleeding. Because of the timing in the movie and we're about midway through the movie at this point. It's to symbolize that he misses his girlfriend it's an ever-present like i crossed the picket line and this is what i got okay mm. it bleeds intermittently too mm-hmm. and you can definitely like when he's having a crisis of conscience it, it bleeds it but that was got me i was thinking myself like you got this money now why the hell you didn't go to the doctor like i felt like he just went to walgreens got him some <laughs> bandages like, bandage, and like, here yeah. you go
PBS Reactor is recorded in the Midwestern United States. All voices, music, and mixing are put together by us, all rights reserved. If you have any comments, questions, or you want to confess to the world about a time you worked for the man and was totally awesome at it, contact the show on Instagram, SoundCloud, or our website, bsreactor.com. Join us next time for part two of the chat about Sorry to Bother You. It gets crazy. And thanks for listening. We appreciate you. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you are looking for ransom, I can tell you I don't have money. But what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. If you let my daughter go now, that'll be the end of it. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. But if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you.